Hi, I'm Sharfas, and welcome to the Warica Express. Oh dang, did I do that right? I'm not sure. Well, what I was, I guess I did it right. I don't know. Hello, I'm recording right now in my brother's room on his beanbag. On June 1st, 2021. Okay, why does this sound like a journal? Okay, let's get to the real episode. So, um, yeah, I told you something exciting was going to happen in the next episode, which is this episode. And not today, because I did record on Sunday, but something messed up the recording, and I can't. I have to do it again sometimes, so, but good thing I just thought of this one just, like, last minute, because I just decided I could do it. Oh, I need to do an episode. I didn't do one yesterday because it was literally Memorial Day, so I need to do one today, so why not? So, as you can see, it's going to be Blue Star's Prophecy Part 2, Storytime. So that means I'll be cha do chapter two and chapter three, I believe. I think so. As long as it's not too long, I'll just maybe do chapter three. So we'll see. But we can start off with some shout outs. So yeah. That's cool, whatever. I can't pull up anything because my stupid Wi-Fi is messing everything up. It's like going on and off, 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 on and off. I don't know why it keeps on saying that. So, yeah. Um, I need to go out. Well, thank you all for still sending in questions, and especially the outfit, because there's a big surprise, but by the time I release this episode, um, I guess it won't be there, so yeah, yeah, it's a surprise, I'm not gonna, guys, I'm not gonna tell you, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, still thank you all for sending questions for our 200 play special. Right now we have um, 330 plays, so we're moving progress. Yes, we are. Okay, let's get to the episode. Um, I have Lustos prophecies in my hands right now. So, yeah. Okay, real quick, right before um, I literally start the book, just wanted to let you know I'm literally now recording on a different day because before I had no idea my microphone was not plugged in. And then, so that's why you're able to hear my audio at first. But then, oh, I just realized it needs to be plugged in. And then once I plugged in, another problem came and I had no idea it was going to happen until I was done with the recording. My 
mother told me to stop because I was spending way much time on the computer, but I wasn't even looking at the computer, so she's overreacting, of course. Um, the microphone was literally not working, so it would not take in my sound. It was just silence. So I'm recording on a different day, not as usual, but I'm trying to get this in right before I have to go somewhere. So we were at chapter two of Blue Star's Prophecy. So I'm about to begin. And just know, I might have forgotten the voices of some cats, so if they sound different from the previous one, um, sorry, because I literally have no idea when I did the episode. And if you have not listened to the first part, please do. It's really good. I believe so. I have not listened to it. I thought myself was too boring. <laughs> Luke had watched Snow Kid's tail flick intensely and uh, pushed away the urge to leap on it and pinned it to the ground. She didn't dare risking her pelt dusty. And remember, Blue, um, blah, I cannot say stuff today. It's like every reading I do. Moonflower said, giving Blue Kit's ears another wash. Sit up straight and be polite. Blue Kit rolled her eyes. The three of them were wa not watching, or waiting at the edge of the clearing. It'll be the first time Stormtail has ever seen you since you opened your eyes. Moonflower reminded them unnecessarily. Actually, I'm not going to do any voices. Just, eh. I'll give some drama into it. Blue Kit's belly had been gnawed of excitement all morning. She wanted her father to see that she wasn't tiny mewing Kit anymore. Moonflower glanced at the gorse barrier. Uh -huh. He promised to be back by hunting he, uh, by sun high. Blue Kit kept her paws rooted to the ground. It was hard sitting still when the camp was so busy with new smells and sights. Mumblefoot and Larksong had come out of the elder's den, and Featherwhisker was paddling towards them with a ball of moss dangling in his jaws. Blue Kit guessed there was something stinky in it because he was wrinkling his nose, his nose uh, as uh, though he was carrying fox dung. Uh, besides, the nettle patch, a large tom with a uh, as fiery as the sun, was sharing prey with three warriors. Is that sunfall? Blue Kit asked. Yes, Moonflower had begun grooming Snow Kit. And that's Robin Wing, Tawny Spots, and Fuzzy Pelt with him as she meowed between licks. Oh, and the Thrush Pelt has just come out of the warrior's den. Snow Kit fidgeted beneath her mother's tongue complaining to Blue Kit. Did she wash you this hard? Well, Blue Kit uh, hardly heard as she was too busy gazing at the warriors. She wanted to memorize Robin Wing's brown pounce so she could always pick her out from the others in battle. Tawny spots would be harder to make out. She decided because of his a pale gray tabby fur. Uh, but he had ears that had tufts at the tips, and she remembered that. Fuzzy Pelt would uh, be easy to recognize anywhere. His black fur stuck out like hedgehog, hedgehog bristles. A thrush pelt was a sandy gray like pebbles she and Snow Kit uh, played in the nursery. He had bright green eyes and a splash of white on his chest that looked like a fluffy cloud. He was much smaller than the others. Did Thrush Kelt, um, uh, why did I say Thrush Quelt? 
thrush pout. Did didn't thrush pout grow properly? Luca mewed between her mother uh, to her mother. Moonflower purred. No, little one, he's just the youngest warrior. He received his a name only a quarter moon ago. He'll grow, you'll see. The gorse barrier swished and a blue cat glanced ar around. Was it Stormtail? Disappointment hit when a stone pelt had padded into the clan, not clan, camp with a bird in his jaws. She shuffled her paws, hoping that he wouldn't notice her. She wasn't sure if he'd forgiven her for crashing into the warrior's den. That was a sneaky move, a dapple paw yelled on the other side of the clearing. She rolled away from white paw and leaped into her paws. The two she-cats were practicing battle moves beside the tree stump. White paw shook out her fur. Not sneaky, pure skill. She stared at her, her demi-clock. Crossly, her cloudy eye at glinting in the sunshine. Blue Kid knew that she couldn't see out of the eye, but she could hear out so well that it was impossible to creep up on her. Blue Kit and Snow Kit had tried several times. Lucky hit, a dapple ball retorted. Patch Kit could do better. Where was Patch Kit? Blue Kit scanned a of the clearing. There, Leopard Kit and Patch Kit are crouching out of the warrior's den, glancing at each other as if they were planning something. What were they up to? I'm clean enough! Blue Kit's attention snapped back to her sister as Snow Kit ducked away from their mother's tongue. Moonflower sat back. You look lovely. Snow Kit snorted and ruffled all the wet fur around his ears, oh, around her ears with her palm. Blue Kit puffed out her chest and lined her paws as smartly in front of her. Please let Stormtail be proud of me. Moonflower had told them over and over of what a great warrior their father was. How brave and good at fighting uh, and one of the best hunters in ThunderClan. I hope I grow up to be just like him. Uh, why couldn't Stormtail always come to the nursery to see us? Snow Kit whined. Adderfang always was coming to, to the nursery to see Patch Kit and Leopard Kit. He brought them a mouse last time. Your father came to see you as, as soon as possible you were born. A, a moonflower hooked a paw around Snow Kit's waving tail and wrapped it neatly over her paws. He's a very important warrior, and he doesn't have time to bring you treats. She stepped back and looked at her kits once more over. Besides, you're not big enough to eat mice yet. A blue kit scrunched up her eyes, and she glanced at the sun. It was almost directly overhead. Stormtail would be there soon. She twisted to see the gorse barrier. She knew the, she knew the warrior patrol would come through the gap in the middle. Patchka had been telling her about clan life and about hunting patrols and border patrols. He had seen how the warrior hunts first for the clan and, and only for himself. Blue Kit was determined that she would always make sure her clan was well fed, even if she had to starve to do it. Moonflower stiffened her nose, twitching. He's here! Where? A snow kit leaped up and spun around, spring 
dust all over Blue Kid's pelt. Sit down, Moonflower ordered. As Snow Kit quickly sat down and wrapped her tail back over her paws, Blue Kit saw the gorgeous spirit tremble. A dark brown tabby had padded through the entrance with a thrush in his jaws, followed by a pale uh, a tabby she-cat. Who is that? Um, Blue Kit was impressed by the two voles swinging from the tabby's jaws. The Thomas Sparrow pulled in the she-cat a speckled tail, Moonflower pricked ears. There he is, a large gray tom, followed speckled tail into the camp. His shoulders brushed the gorse, uh, making the spikes quiver. He held his broad gaze, uh, I'm not broad gaze, broad head high and his chin up. His blue eyes shone like stars, and his jaws was the largest squirrel Blue has ever seen. Look at the uh, what he's brought to play with! His Snow Kit gasped. That's for not. That's not for us, silly. Uh, Blue Kit whispered, remembering what Patchka had told her. It's for the whole clan, and we'll be eating it, not playing with it. Moonflower put in sternly. Snow Kid's shoulders slumped as she watched her father follow his patrol to the fresh kill pile and lay the squirrel along the side the other play, prey. Then he turned to look around the camp. Sit up straight, a moonflower hissed. A blue kid thought if she sat up any straighter she would top over backward, but, but then she held her as stiffly as she could until Storm Wiggies uh, uh, finally reached them. A purr rumbled in her mother's throat. Stormtail, a moonflower beckoned him toward the kit, the snow kit and blue kit with her tail. Come and meet your kits. Just a second, takes me a while to do it. Turn over the page. Stormtail powered over and halted. They look better if their eyes open, he commented. His mew rumbled so deeply it sounded more like a growl. Uh, do you see, Moonflower prompted. They both have blue eyes like you. Yes, Blue a kid stretched her eyes wider so her father could admire them, but he could hardly seem to glance at her before he turned back to Moonflower. They look like they'll make great warriors. Of course they will, Moonflower purred. They're your kids. Blue kid stepped forth. Was it hard to catch that squirrel? She wanted Stormtail to look at her again. He might notice how much her pelt was like his. He looked down at, in, at her and blinked. Fat squirrels are easy to catch. Will you teach us how to catch squirrels? Snowka asked, her tail stirring up dust behind her. Your mentors will teach you, Stormtail replied. I hope Pine Star chooses well for you. Who would he choose as Blue Kit gaze wandered to the warrior's den? As branches quivered as Adderfang paddled out with mews of delight, Leopard Kit and Patch Kit pounced on him. A Leopard Kit clung to his father's tail while Patch Kit landed squarely on his shoulders. Adderfang staggered and with an exaggerated grunt of surprise, collapsed dramatically to the ground. Leopard Kit and Patch Kit leaped on his belly, squeaking, but Adderfang tumbled them off with a purr and chased them away with his with, behind the den. Stormtail uh, glanced towards the commotion, his ears twitching. Blue Kit thought that perhaps he was imagining playing them with his own kits like he uh, once that he got to know them better. Pine Star asked me to share prey with him, Stormtail told Moonflower. 
Blue Kit blinked. Now is he leaving already? Can we come with you? Stormtail's gaze flashed toward and flinched when he saw the mixture of alarm and discomfort in his eyes. Doesn't he like us? Kit should stay near the nursery, he muttered. Blue Kit heart sunk as he turned the pile away and swelled up with hope, and he paused and looked back over his shoulder. Has he changed his mind? Stonepell told me to that you woke him up yesterday, he growled. Stay out of the warrior's den. He swung his head around and walked off. Blue Kit stared after him, a hollow of disappointment. A moonflower smoothed her tail along Blue Kit's ruffed, uh, a ruffled flank. A stormtail was only giving you advice, she meowed, so you'll know better next time. Blue Kit stared at her paws, wishing she never made such a stupid mistake. Snowkit was skipping around her mother. Of course we'll know better next time. Does he think we're mouse brain? She stopped and blinked. He must be a really important warrior if Pinestar wants to share prey with him. He is, Moonflower watched as Stormtail picked up the scroll he caught and carried it to the Thundercling leader. Then she looked at Blue Kit, her eyes warm. He'll probably have more time later. Blue Kit lifted her chin. He said you will make good warriors, secretly vowing to prove him right as she pushed away the empty filling in the pit of her stomach. Moonflower agreed. Moonflower, I mean, Moonflower. Oh. And not that sweet. Moonflower. A mew greeting startled Blue Kit. She turned to see the speckled gray Tom with pale blue eyes ambling out of the tunnel ferns. Did the great warrior meet his kits? Moonflower narrowed her eyes. Of course. A silk eyes lit up. Are you Goosefeather? How'd you guess? That's the medicine cat, then, isn't it? Snow Kit pointed her nose to the fern tunnel, so it must. So you, you must be. The Tom sat down. How do you know I wasn't just visiting Goosefeather? Then you, he sniffed. Then we wouldn't have seen you go in, Snowkit answered. We've, we've been sitting here for ages. Really? Goosefeather looked at Moonflower. The Moonflower's tail flicked. A blue kid sniffed the medicine cat. He smelled like feather whisker. The tang of strange plants clung to his toe along the scent of, of musty bed. He says you know the name of every herb in the forest. I do, Goosefeather began washing his face. The snow kit pushed uh, past her. Mumblefoot uh, says, let's not worry what Mumblefoot has to say. Moonflower silenced her daughter. Goosefeather stopped washing his, uh, washing, his eyes twinkling. I'm always curious about anything Mumblefoot has to say. Blue kit wove around her her sister, uh, drawing uh, her tail across Snow Kid's mouth. He says he go out picking herbs nearly every day. A purr rumbled in his goose feather's throat. This one's smart. Uh, I am too, Snow Kit insisted. Of course, goose feather's whiskers twitch. You're Moonflower's kit, and she's the smartest cat I know. His gaze uh, flicked briefly to Stormtail. About most things, anyway. He rolled onto his back and began rubbing his shoulders against the warm, rough earth. It's good to see New Leaf again. Blue Kit and I liked this Tom. He was funny and friendly, and she was glad they were kin. What else do you do? Goosefeather sat up and smoothed his whiskers with a paw. 
apart from keeping the whole clan healthy, Blue Kit hurt her mother's sigh. Was she, wasn't she proud of her litter mate? I interpret signs from Star Clan, Goosefeather went on. Blue Kit had, had pricked up uh, her ears. What sort of signs? A Goosefeather shrugged. The, I cannot speak. And the clouds, for example. Blue Kit scrunched her eyes and looked up. The, a bright blue sky was in, uh, was encircled by trees in a fleck of soft white clouds uh, scudding a fast overhead. Goosefeather uh, cleared his throat. I can tell by just looking that Starkland sees Kit's hurrying toward become paws. A model tabby Tom paddling by a glance sideways at the medicine cat. Goosefeather nodded to Tom. Hello, Adderfang. Another prophecy? Adderfang mewed archly. A blue kit blinked at the warrior. Didn't he believe in prophecies? A snow kit uh, could hardly keep her paws still. Kit's becoming paws? Does that mean us? It might, Goosefeather meowed. Adderfang snorted as he paddled away. Blue kit tilted her head. Hattie's no star clan means the message is for you and not... Uh, some other clan. It comes with experience. Goosefeather turned his muzzle toward the fern tunnel. Do you want to see the medicine den? A blue kid plucked around the ground. Oh, yes, please. It was one part of camp she hadn't seen yet. Moonflower, a pine star called to the queen. Coming, Moonflower glanced around uncertainly at Goosefeather. Can you manage these two by yourself for a moment? We don't need managing, Blue Kit thought it indigently. Of course, a Goosefeather meowed. As Moonflower headed away to join Stormtail and Pine Star, Goosefeather led Blue Kits and Snow Kit through the cool a green tunnel of ferns into a grassy clearing with a small pool at one edge. The tang of herbs filled the air and the grass was specked with stray bits of leaves that Blue Kit didn't recognize. Ferns closed in on every side except for one where there's a tall rock stood and split down uh, the uh, middle by uh, a crack wide enough for a cat to make a den inside. A croaking mew called from an opening in the ferns. Uh, Smaller is recovering from an adder bite, Goosefeather explained as he paddled uh, toward a patient the, the patient hidden inside the soft green walls. Luckily, it was a small adder, but it will be another day or two before the poison's out of his system. He disappeared through the ferns. It won't be long. Come on, Snowkit whispered, shaking a loose piece of leaf from her paw. Let's look inside that rock. Blue Kit hesitated. Stormtail had just told her not to explore places that she didn't belong. It's okay, Snowkit encouraged. Goosefeather asked us to come and see his den. Bluekit glanced around at the quivering stalks where the medicine cat has disappeared. I guess she tried after Snowkit to the dark opening of the rock. I'll go first. Snowkit's white pelt was swallowed up by sh a shadow uh, as she disappeared into the den. Bluekit followed, blinking against the sudden darkness, fugitive odors, and instantly uh, it filled her nose and mouth. Look at the herbs, Snowkit squeaked. A blue kid stretched her eyes wide, adjusting to the dim light, it filtering from the entrance, until she saw the Snowkit sniffing among the piles of leaves and seeds among the wall of the den. 
Snow Kit pawed out a dark green leaf. I wonder what this is for. Lukit sniffed it, gingerly wrinkling her nose at the sour smell. I bet you couldn't eat it. A blue kit stepped back, blinking. Scaredy mouse. I'm not a scaredy mouse. Anything but that. Okay, I'll eat it. Leaning down, she bit into the leaf, feeling a fur uh, on her tongue. It, it tasted so bitter that it made her gag, spitting out. As she licked her paws, rubbing off the taste. That's disgusting. Snow kit uh, uh, snorted with her laughter. Okay, smarty paws, your turn. Across the uh, blue kit brushed her paw across a pile of tiny black seeds, sending them s spilling across the thin floor. Try one of these. Okay, a snow kit ducked her head and lapped two of the seats and swallowed them, then licked her lips. Delicious, she announced, her eyes shining. What are you two doing? Moonflower's screech made both kits jump. The queen grabs blue kit and dragged uh, and wait, and by the scruff and tossed her into the grassy clearing. She dragged snow kit um, out after her. Did you eat anything in there? A moonflower demanded her eyes, wild of panic. Did you, a blue kit, a stared uh, back with words uh, in the throat? I spat mine out, blue kit stammered. She glanced nervously at Snoke as moonflower's gaze swung toward her sister. What about you? A snow kit stared at her paws. I swallowed something, she mumbled. Goose feather! The medicine cat poked his head out of the sm a small ear's nest. What? The kit were in your den and Snow Kit has swallowed something. Goose feather blinked. He hopped out of the fern nest and hurried across the grass. Find out what it was, Moonflower spat, but Goose feather was already in his den. He rushed out a, a moment later. It looked like they've been poppy seeds. He meowed. Look at hung her head. She never had dare. She should have never had dare, Snow Kit. How many did he swallow? Goosefeather urged his eyes around and dark. Two. Uh, Snow Kit's mew was in a very small voice. Goosefeather sat down with a sigh. She'll be fine, he, he breathed. It'll just make her sleep. Just make her sleep, Moonflower's pelt was bristling. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure, Goosefeather Goose snapped. I take her back to the nursery and let her sleep it off. You don't want her to keep her here so you can watch her, Moonflower prompted, flicking her tail. You'll probably do a better job watching her than me, Goosefeather meowed. I've got smaller to keep an eye on. The Moonflower snorted. Come on, she nudged Snow Kit toward the fern tunnel. A blue kit hurried after. She'll be fine, Goosefeather called after her. She better be, Moonflower muttered darkly. As Moonflower marched across the clearing, a blue kit was horribly aware of the fear and anger crackling in her mother's mouth. Stupid Tom, muttered the queen. How in Starkland did he become a medicine cat in the first place? Gil twisted in blue kit's belly. She had dared Snow Kit to eat the poppy seeds. Don't ever go in the mess and a cat's den again, Moonflower scolded. In fact, stay away from the mess and den, a mess and a, a clearing altogether. But what if Blue Kit began? Don't argue. As they reached the nursery, Moonflower picked up Snow Kit by the scruff and bowled her 
uh, bundled her through the entrance. Lucas scrambled after her sister before Moonflower could do the same to her. Uh, why was her mother so angry at Goosefeather? It was Snowka who ate the poppy seeds. I dared her, Blue Kit sat at the edge of the nest, her pouts prickling from the alarm. As Snow uh, Kit curled into the moss, her mate's eyes had already glazed look, a sleepy look. Moonflower laid down and began laughing briskly at Snow Kit's fur. As snow, not snow, a swift breeze stirred in her nest. What's wrong? Goosefeather let Snowcat eat poppy seeds. Moonflower's eyes were dark with worry. Poppy Dawn sat up. He did what? And Blue Kit felt hot with shame. It wasn't Goosefeather's fault. If it was anybody to blame, it was her. Goosefeather didn't even know we were in his den, she pointed out. He should have known. Hey, he should have warned you. Moonflower sniffed at Snooky, who was already fast asleep. Imagine turning your tail on two young kids with all those herbs about. It's a shame Feather Whisker wasn't there, Swift Breeze put in. He had kept an eye on them. And Moonflower began washing snow kits again, as, again, this time more gently. Blue Kit can smell the fear on her mother's pelt, her own uh, fur prickling. She won't die, will she? Um, her poppy dawn upheld uh, from her nest and pressed um, her muzzle against a blue kid's cheek. Don't worry, little one, the queen glanced at Moonflower. How many did she eat? She whispered. Two. Poppy Dawn sighed. She'll be fine after a good sleep, she promised. Please, Starkland, let her be okay. A blue kid's a tail quivered. Guilt pulsed through her as she crawled sniffly at the edge of the nest. Don't worry, blue kid. Moonflower drew her into the moss with her tail. I'll watch over here. You go to sleep. Blue Kit closed her eyes, but she couldn't imagine sleeping until she knew Snow Kit was okay. I'll never let her go in the Goose Feathers Den again. Okay, so um, we're almost done with the second chapter, and I don't want this to be too long, and so we'll only do this chapter. So, yeah, and... Before I begin, sorry, before I um, continue, you might hear more page stuff because my hand just literally fell asleep and I stumble my words sometimes. I'm only sixth grade, so no harm in doing it. Everyone misses. So let's get back to it. Okay. Let all the cats only off to fetch their own prey gather beneath the high rock. Pinesar's call woke up a blue kit. She scrambled to her paws, excited. A clan meeting! Then she remembered Snow Kit and stiffened, hardly daring to breathe. She sniffed her sister. She smelled okay, and she was snoring softly. A moonflower's tongue grasped in blue kit's ear. Don't worry, as she whispered, but she's fine. The moonflower's eyes were glazed as, the, as she hadn't slept at all. I've been checked. I've been checking on her. Uh, the queen uh, gently nudged the little white bundle. Snow Kit. Snow Kit growled and wrapped her paw tightly over the muzzle. Don't wake me again. You've been poking me all night. Uh, Blue Kit felt a rush of relief. Snow Kit was fine. And she uh, muzzled against Moonflower's cheek and a purred. 
Poppy Dawn was stretching her forepaws and yawning. How Snoke it? She's fine, Moonflower's mewed, as she won't do that again. And Poppy Dawn climbed out of her nest. Are you uh, uh, coming to the meeting? Uh, Snoke's eyes shot open. Then she dumped her paws. There's a meeting? Uh, Blue Kits um, heaved a sigh of relief. His sister uh, looked uh, so wiggly that the poppy seeds must have worn off, like goose for their heads said, Can we go? As she mewed, the moonflower nodded warily. If you behave yourself, we will. Moonflower uh, got slowly to her paws uh, um, and paddled to her den entrance. Where's Swift Breeze? Snowkit wondered. Blue Kit saw a Swift Breeze nest was empty. Leopard Kit and Patch Kit have gone too. I expect they're already in the clearing. Moonflower called over her shoulder and squeezed through the gap in the brambles. Blue Kit scrambled after her mother. The early morning sun filtered softly through the trees encircling the camp. The clan cats were filling the clearing, murmuring excitedly while a pine star gazed down at them from the high rock. A goose feather sat at the entrance to the fern tunnel while feather whisker wove between a tawny spelt and sparrow pelt. Fuzzy pelt and robin wings sat in the shadow of the high rock. A blue kid spotted Stormtail chatting with Windflight. She tried to catch her father's eye, but he was a deep in conversation with the gray tabby warrior. The tangle of branches around the fallen tree quivered as Mumblefoot, a weed whisker, and Lark Song filed out. Hurry, Moonflower whispered as she nudged out of Blue Kit and Snow Kit uh, past Dapplepaw and Whitepaw, who were jostling for the best position on the tree stump. Here, uh, and Moonflower sat uh, down behind Speckletail and Stonepelt. Now sit and hold your tongues. As Stonepelt looked over his shoulder at them, come and see your first cleaning clan meeting. Eh, a blue kit as nodded, relieved to see the warmth in the warrior's gaze, then glanced at her mother. Are you sure it's okay for us to be here? And she whispered, we're not old enough to catch our own prey. Uh, a moonflower nodded, as long as you're quiet. She turned to Stonepelt. Do you know what the uh, meeting's about? Speckletail turned around, answering before Stonepelt could speak. I think uh, pints are something planned for two of our kits. A cold, a dread, suddenly weighted the pit of a blue a kit's stomach. Perhaps pines are always going to scold her and snow kit for sticking their noses where they didn't belong. She glanced at her sister, fear, fear bristling her pelt. Then she looked up. I looked up at Pine Star, uh, but the Thunder Clan's gaze wasn't fixed on uh, to was fixed on two other kits. Leopard Kit and Patch Kit were sitting beneath the high rock. The clan had drawn back, leaving empty space around them. Were they in trouble? Swift Breeze sat beside Adderfing at the edge of the clearing. They couldn't be in trouble. Swift Breeze has eyes that glowed of pride, and Adderfing's chest uh, was a thrust forward, chin high, as Pine Star addressed the clan. 
New life, a new leaf brings with it hope and warmth. More important, it brings new kits. The red uh, brown uh, Tom uh, stretched slightly, peering over the clan uh, towards Snow Kit and a uh, Blue Kit. I'd like to welcome Moonflower and Stormtail's kits to Fennel Clan. They are a little young for a clan meeting. Blue Kit tensed, but I'm glad they're here to see a ceremony that they will one day experience. Blue Kit's heart quickened with excitement as the clan glanced back toward her and Snow Kit. Leopard Kit and Patch Kit. Pine Star drew their attention once more, all the eyes fixed on the two young cats beneath the high rock. You have been with us for six moons and have learned what is to be a ThunderClan cat. Today is the day you will begin to learn what is to be a ThunderClan warrior. Mews of approval rippled through the crowd as the Pine Star went on. Leprechaun. When he called her name, Leprechaun stepped forward. Her eyes raised where Pine Star stood at the edge of the high rock. From this day forward, you shall be known as Leopard Paw. A Pine Star turned his gaze to Robin Wing. You will train her, Robin Wing. Mumblefoot was your mentor, and I hope that you will pass on the fine hunting skills that he taught you. Robin Wing dimmed her her head and stepped forward to stand beside her new apprentice. Patch Kip, a pine star, went on. I see your father's courage shining uh, in your eyes. From now on, you you will be called Patch Paul, and I'll give you a fuzzy pelt as your mentor. Listen to him carefully, because he, though he's young, he's clever enough to teach you how to use your courage wisely. Please murmurs spread through the clan. Patch Paul. A swift breeze, a proud a mew, a echoed off the high rock. Leopard paw. Dapple paw jumped off the tree stump and wove her way uh, through the crowd. White paw following. We've made nests for you already. A dapple paw mewed to the new apprentices. Using some of my moss, white paw pointed out. Blue kit felt a pang. Was she losing her den mates? Won't Swift Breeze miss them? She asked Moonflower. Yes. Her um, her mother's eyes were glazed, but not with tiredness this time. Come on, she mewed huskily. She swept her head tail around her two kids, began to usher them back toward the nursery. Can't we congratulate Patchpaw and Leperpaw? Blue Kit asked, digging her claws into the soft earth. Moonflower and Nutcher uh, forward with um, their her muzzle. They're busy with their new den mates. We'll be their den mates soon. Uh, Snow Kit mewed excitedly. Moonflower ears twitch. Now for six moons, and you won't. And, uh, and only if you learn not to eat poppy seeds by then. Oh my gosh, after reading that much, my voice feels so dry and it, there's so much spit in my mouth. <laughs> so, um, soon after this, because just know I am part of Blog Clan. I'm, or I'm just one of the members on there. So, yeah, I'm logged into it. Blog Clan is print, a thing created by one of the authors, Kate Carey. Um, and my name on there is Wolfgaze, but I can't do Showerfoss since already someone took it so sadly. But whoever took Showerfoss, tell me. 
don't want to do anything yet. Um, so, yeah, I've been making an article. It's called Why is Fire Stars Descendants Boots So Important? Um, I don't expect to come out until September, which is a long time. Yeah, it takes three months to get it through, but whatever. Since I finished that, I will begin typing the second chapter to my fan fiction. I also will do um, uh, some more workout facts, maybe, and maybe a part. Let's see, I have to pull up my anchor thing. Um, maybe we can have Eagle pull back. And yeah, so that'll be fun. And if you have any suggestions to put in um, for my fan fiction, please do, because I literally just made up the second chapter when I was walking my dog. So um, yeah, more suggestions, please. And I guess this is the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Shara Frost, and this is the Warrior Cat Express.